watch the fall and decline of the great American empire that was once a really godly nation, we see exactly how rapidly things can change in a very, very short period of time. And we wonder, what will the next two years bring? Because we are in a time of extreme activity that all will determine the fate of our nation. Now, it's no secret that some Americans have lost all hope at this point for a renewed and free America. But many others are really doing all within their power to restore liberty, the freedoms that we've always enjoyed, and they are working intently to defend the Constitution of the United States. And of course, both of these are a must. Liberty is promised us, guaranteed us by the Constitution. But if the Constitution is not upheld, then we can have absolutely no liberty. So both are very essential to the survival of this great nation. But it is a battle right now. Nobody knows which way it will go. We all seem to want to ask the question, many of us still very eagerly and hopefully, can we save America? Now, that is really a tough question to answer because we'd like to think, oh, sure we can. This too will pass. But will it really? Well, we honestly don't know. Only God himself can answer that question. And he will answer the question in due time. But what I find absolutely most fascinating is the resiliency of one warrior who is throwing it all in for America, and that is Donald Trump. I don't understand how any one human being can be so strong, so resilient, so unthwarted in his efforts to simply make America great again, because that's exactly all he has tried to do. And because of those desires and because of his efforts, he is being literally skewered by the left. And there is a reason for that that we have to see. But I find it so impressive that Donald Trump seems to know and have the skills in the art of war in the fight specifically for America. You're listening to Unity Without Compromise. I'm Dr. Steve LaTulip. Today, I really want to discuss Trump's art of war in this fight for America, because I think a lot of people, both on the right and on the left, have missed it. I think they have misinterpreted a lot of what Trump does. I think still to this day that many people misunderstand exactly who Donald Trump is. And we don't want to be wrong in our assessment of any candidate who is running for president of the United States in 2024. This absolutely will be the fateful decision that will determine whether or not we are a free nation or a slave nation. It's very 
simple. But if God does restore liberty and prosperity to America, it's going to be because and only because we have repented of our tolerance of and oftentimes participation in much of the evil that we see. And we have to recognize that. There is not any one man who could save a nation. It's very simple to know that. No man is that powerful. On the other hand, God can raise up and use anybody he wants in any way that he wants. And he always does it in a just way, according to his own will, and according to the heart and the personal characteristics of an individual. And we have seen that take place so many times throughout the entire Bible that I'm forever impressed how God uses the unimpressible type of people to accomplish great things. Many uh, uh, people on the left and on the right think that Donald Trump is nothing but an arrogant, loudmouth individual, a New Yorker who thinks he can say whatever he wants and get away with it. On the other hand, there's a lot of people that know Donald Trump on a personal level. And if you talk to the man on a personal level, and if you do have some integrity of character, you find that he is appearing to be at least a very different person. And as much as I have investigated this, I find this to be true. I have never met the man in person, but I do know that there is something unique about this man and the uniqueness is not so much, in my opinion, uh, something of an innate character or quality of Donald Trump, but I see somehow that God has used him, at least to this point. The man should have been already shredded. He should be a basket case. I think he should be in a straight jacket. And of course, many people think he should have been in prison long ago, simply because of how he has been repeatedly attacked, falsely accused by everyone from a former imposter president of the United States, that is Barack Obama. He is continually to be ridiculed by the current imposter in office, who is no none other than a puppet, Joe Biden. But I am forever impressed and fascinated by how this man continues to stand. And I ask myself, where is this going? How is this going to end? I want to know the fate of America as much as you do, as much as everybody in the country. And the best that we can do is just continue to evaluate this whole situation, look back in it, read and understand scripture. <clears throat> what we are told about the future of the final days on earth before mankind finally uh, faces the day of judgment, where we will either face the wrath of God or the mercy of God based on the choices that we have made in this life. Well, before that time, a lot of things are going to go down, and they seem to be happening right now in an accelerated rate, 
And that has driven a lot of people to say, oh, wow, uh, the Lord is coming back any day now. It's going to happen. Or uh, depending on your theological focus, you know, you think God is going to rapture you from this world. Uh, I personally strongly contend that that will not happen. That is not what the Bible teaches. But that's my view. And I think that I can support it uh, very well. But that's beside the point, because all I'm talking about today is that we are living in a very, a, a very dangerous world, a very confusing world. We live in a world where we are at war as a nation, and yet we are not able to put our finger on every attack that is happening and the meaning of every attack. We cannot even really identify where the battlefront really is. It seems to change from day to day. And that is all simply a part of the new brand of warfare that we are facing. We live in an electronic age where information comes at us uh, from every which way in a very powerful way, but also information is blocked from us. I am astounded that there are still some people who actually believe uh, things that are totally contrary to the facts that can be accurately checked. I'm not talking about the fact checkers who blow smoke um, in our face every single day. But when we really analyze things, um, it's very hard to understand all that's happening because number one, it's coming at us so fast. Number two, there is so much happening. And number three, because of the propaganda, because of all the lies uh, that we receive from the mainstream media, from the left, um, from everybody, you know, we have to sort that out and decide what is truth and what is not true. And I, I find it very interesting to see that no matter what is happening right now, no matter what's coming down, as bad as things may be, I find that Donald Trump is still standing, and I admire that in any man who is fighting a fight. And it, and it doesn't matter what side you're on. If you really feel that strongly about something, then I say power to you. At least you're standing for something. You believe in something. Now, of course, in my opinion, it's very much easier to stand for truth and for something that is goodness. In other words, it's easier to fight a righteous fight than an ungodly fight. And the leftists in this country, the communists, the Marxists who are now striving to oppress us, um, they are handicapped. They have a deficit because they are pursuing evil. And we know that ultimately evil loses. However, having said that, right now in America, things really don't look so good for us. Okay, Our national debt is surging. I mean, rising so so rapidly that um, we are going to financially collapse. It's just a matter of time. And this, of course, is by design of the left. They want to destroy America to bring forth the new globalist uh, manifesto that they have been touting for decades now. This has been well in, in the planning stages for many, many years. And now they are seeking to actually implement it. This is their time, if you will. And so things aren't looking really good for us. We are seeing at the southern border border some 10,000 illegals who are entering our country 
every single day. Many of them are young men. They are uh, men who are capable of war. They are coming from countries of very ill repute. They are many of them enemies. Now, of course, others are coming as well, some very good people, but nonetheless, they are coming illegally and they have free reign. They are not being stopped. And that creates havoc in our country. As our Blue City friends are finding out up in New York and Chicago and other places like, whoa, this, you know, they're coming in our country. Well, you declared yourself sanctuary states. Remember, in my opinion, they should all go there. That I mean, that's what they deserve. It's what they asked for. And I think that they should get a good, healthy dose of it to see the folly of their decrees. So when we look at all this, we see our also our energy production now has been almost completely halted. They're pushing the green agenda, which is anything but green. You know, to build a windmill, it takes a great amount of resources, including uh, fuels uh, from oil, coal, and so forth. Uh, a lot of child labor goes into the stuff. A lot of lawlessness goes into it, and it takes a whole lot more energy to build a single windmill uh, that is supposedly going to produce green energy, meaning it doesn't sap the earth of any anything. It doesn't cause havoc with our environment. But the fact is, it does just the opposite of that. If you believe in a Green New Deal, you're just duped. You just don't understand the real facts of producing energy. So um, it, it only gets worse from there. Our children, they have been strongly indoctrinated in the school of Satan, really. They are taught to disrespect their parents, to hold things from them. They are told that they have no intrinsic value, that they should just do what they are told. They are taught to question their own value, uh, whether they are male or female, and um, they are being attacked in every way possible. With critical race theory, if their skin is white, they are guilty. If their skin is black, they are somehow inherently deserving of all kinds of privilege. And um, of course, either side is, is wrong if they believe that. And what it does is creates animosity. Every other word that you hear from the leftist mouth is racism. Everything that is wrong in the world, in their views, ultimately it's because it's racist. You know, the sun rises in the morning because we are racist. You know, it shines light on our white skin. Maybe I don't know. You can you can take it to all extremes, but um, it's very pitiful. They are attacking us and destroying us both physically and mentally. You are. Uh, very much attuned to that, those of you who have taken the messenger RNA shots. So many people are dead right now because they made that decision. So many people, millions and millions of people are living in regret and, and fear. And what consolation do I have for you if you have taken a shot? Well, there have been some shots that were not stored properly and maybe you got a placebo because there were some placebo injections given. But the truth is we don't know. And the best that we can offer you is please don't take another shot. Your body has an immune system that fights off infection, but your government will try to mislead you in every 
way. They are intent on depopulating this planet, thinking they are doing somehow the right thing, and they are intent on making you a slave. And a slave state is really what they are after so that they can continue in their wealth and power and prosperity, and you will give it to them. And that will be your only purpose in life. Um, why are these things happening right now? And why, all the while, when these things are going on, why is it that we are still really doing nothing? I mean, we have nothing meaningful to change. Uh, we've done nothing meaningful to change their course one iota. Now, if you recently uh, listened to, to the second uh, Republican RNC debate, um, I think that kind of gives you a good feel for where we are at, where we've been, and what we've accomplished. There was a whole bunch of yelling and screaming. Maybe a few good points were made by Ron DeSantis. I mean, may, some people say that he uh, behaved better than he did in the past, and so did Vivek Ramaswamy. But, you know, when all is said and done, uh, it's all moot. Those, those contenders are second rate. They don't even begin to compare with Donald Trump, who has a proven track record to make America great. I mean, he did it. We were thriving as never before. And all the while, remember, he did this with full opposition from both sides. Barack Obama was spying on him. Hillary Clinton was setting him up for a fall so that his entire administration, his four years in the White House, would amount to nothing. And yet, look at all that he accomplished. So I have to ask myself, you know, Trump seems to have an art of war. I mean, he wrote the book, The Art of the Deal. And that was a great book from what I'm told. I haven't read it. He had a radio show, or excuse me, a television show uh, dealing with this um, and, uh, you know, making decisions uh, on businesses, whether to hire or to fire someone. Um, but he seemed like he's he's got just a real good sense for business and for success. And I would suggest to you today that President Trump actually understands the art of war in the same way the, that he understands the art of the deal. And of course, the war that Trump is fighting is for a free America. He is fighting for a constitutional republic that is now really striving to, to, to survive. I mean, it, it, this is totally a fight for our existence. So are we going to win or are we going to lose? Well, if we look throughout history, God simply said it would happen to any nation that defies him, that that nation would suffer hardship, would be destroyed, and would not thrive, would not prosper. So when I think of all the things that we have done coming down this pitiful, slippery slope of corruption, everything vile, um, I'm really not surprised at what's happening right now because nobody has stood up to oppose it. We have done nothing meaningful to restore America to what we were. And God said, yeah, if you want to reject me, then I will reject you and you will suffer. And that is the only reason right now that this is happening to us. 
So we shouldn't be surprised. We shouldn't be saying, wow, why is this happening to poor little us? We are such a good people. And in fact, this was said in the Old Testament. Why, Lord? Why are you doing this to us? And God just let him have it. And he says, I'll tell you why. Because you are worshiping false gods. You have spurned my words, uh, which are good words, which are words of instruction on how to live a good life so that you will prosper. And God put us on this earth in order to prosper, to enjoy the benefits of his creation. God did not create us to put his thumb down on us all the time, but he said, you must follow my design and my rules if you want to enjoy life. And history has proven that point time and time again. When we as a nation reject God and do what is right in our own eyes rather than in God's eyes, we suffer. And that is what's happening right now. So the question is, is America's fate sealed yet? Well, no, it's not. It is not. There is still time to change our ways. And I think that it could possibly be happening because there really is a movement afoot. A few people among us have sounded the warning. Some have taken up the real sword and are fighting because they understand what is at stake and they understand what we must do as a nation to survive. And because of these few warriors who are really taking up the armor of God and taking up the fight at all expense to themselves, there is a movement that was begun. And the one man who not only understood the art of the deal, but also the art of the war and the fight for America started a very significant movement, and that is the MAGA movement. Now, what is the MAGA movement? Well, most people understand what it is. It is definitely the direct result of one man deciding to stand in the gap for America, and that is Donald Trump. What is MAGA doctrine? Well, compare that to the Monroe Doctrine. If you recall the Monroe Doctrine written years ago by one of our Former presidents Monroe, uh, James Monroe, uh, it was essentially a U.S. foreign policy uh, doctrine that said Europe could no longer invade the American continent for colonization. In other words, that could possibly interfere with America's own ideas of expansion, perhaps. But America said enough of European aggression on the continent of Americans of America. Uh, the entire continent. So in a similar way, Donald Trump started a movement called the America First movement, the MAGA movement. And in a similar way, it is a U.S. foreign policy uh, doctrine, but it also focuses on the real problem, which is taking care of our own house business first and foremost. Now, that's a very sound principle because a house divided is going to fall. And you have to take the log out of your own eye before you can see the flaws in other nations' eyes, other people's eyes. Those are biblical principles that we need to understand and uphold. If we defend 
and support what first made us successful, then we are going to restore America. And what first made us successful was, first of all, a reverence for God. And that reverence for God inspired the writers uh, of this country, the founders of our uh, Declaration of Independence and the Constitution of the United States and the Bill of Rights to write these great man-made documents, but they put God first. And that is critical. It is crucial. If we fail to do that, then it doesn't matter. Um, we are being given a time right now. We are being given a chance to still save our nation. And I think that comes from the grace and mercy of God, who is so slow to anger. He has had so much patience with us. Um, so when we want to say that we defend the Constitution, that we love America, that we want our American people to feel safe in their cities, in their homes, uh, we want uh, American people to be able to work and to provide for their families and live in peace, what we're saying is we are MAGA people. We are America first people. And well, some people would say, well, that's selfish. Well, no, it's really not because selfishness comes from just wanting to do only what is good for us. But if we make ourselves a strong nation and a peaceful nation, then, um, then we can evangelize the world. We can prosper because we can read the Bibles in our own homes without fear of being shot. We can spread our goodness if we are strong, look at how we can help other nations, and we have. And I'm not saying by any means that America has done everything right. We have not. We have been the aggressor many times. We have been brutal in the way we have treated other nations at times. But overall, our... Our power came from a willingness to be a good nation. And let's just answer the question, is MAGA really a cult? Of course it's not. It is a movement. I already dealt with this in a previous article that I wrote on August 31st of this year. I titled it Misnomer, Cult of MAGA versus MAGA Movement. Please read that, if you will, uh, and uh, try to educate yourself on what it really means. Because MAGA is a nationwide movement, and it is based on the fundamental principles of placing God first as our authority for truth, liberty, and justice, and following our constitution that outlines these principles from God in a law of the land. That's what the constitution is. A cult, on the other hand, is a radical set of beliefs that defies truth, that offends God, and that leads to the destruction of its followers. So, yes, there are a lot of cults in America. The Green New Deal is a cult, very much a cult. But we have a movement that says, let's restore America based on what was good for America in the past. The art of the war to save America. This seems to be a new doctrine that was inspired by Trump. And it seems to be a new way of taking on the enemy. But I'd like you to think it through and ask yourself, what, what would you really call it? What are the descriptives of this Trump doctrine? I mean, Donald Trump tells it like it is, and he doesn't hold back for one second. He, you know, he 
he hurts people's feelings. Yeah, he sends out mean tweets, right? That's what he's been accused of. But really, come on, is, is that what it's all about, really? Well, I would say hardly. But Trump's art of war is definitely novel. It has caught a lot of people off guard, including our enemies. Or so it seems at first glance, when you look at it casually, you know, real superficially, you might think, um, okay, th this is really bizarre. This is not good. He shouldn't have said that. He shouldn't have done this. But look at the results that he gets. He seems to defy the basic dogma of war that goes way back in history. If you have ever read Sun Tzu's The Art of War, this is uh, considered to be a legendary writing for insight into war tactics. And it was the first book compiled ever uh, in our known history. Sun Tzu was an ancient Chinese military general, and he wrote some profound tactics of war. Uh, and I want to get into a few of these because I want you to see the application as it, as it pertains to Donald Trump's own art of war. Okay. And I, I think if you can understand what Sun Tzu is saying, you might find that Donald Trump is a lot wiser than we really think. Uh, and I don't know, is this a gift from God? Is this God working through him? I truly don't know. Nobody can answer that question. But I think it's really important for us to evaluate. So I'm going to take a, a brief pause here. And when I return, I want to recite some quotes from Sun Tzu's The Art of War, and then apply it to what is unfolding before us right now. And I think that you will find that very insightful and it might give you an awful lot of hope as you realize what is really happening, what's really going down. Maybe it's not as bleak as you and I Turn them on. Cofix RX nasal solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix RX. For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flus, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced? These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system becomes less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code out loud. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-term effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. Fortunately, Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the Wellness Company designed their spike support formula 
with the miracle enzyme natokinase, scientifically studied to dissolve spike protein so you can feel your very best. Go to OutloudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order risk-free love it or your money back guaranteed healthycell.com code out loud for 25 years global healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science get 15 off all of our products using code out loud global healing giving you the power to take control of your health naturally Change in the world one person at a time. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. We know that if America fails, the world will fail. It is incumbent upon us to carry the torch for liberty. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. And welcome back. This is Unity Without Compromise. I'm Dr. Steve Lutulik, your host. I have been talking today about Trump's art of war in the fight for America. Now, everybody knows that Donald Trump has been persecuted like no other man in the history of the United States and especially of any former president, his tactics that he employs in war uh, would be considered by most people to be somewhat unusual, definitely atypical, and many would argue that he is going against conventional wisdom as he fights his enemies. But I want to raise that question and say, show me how he is losing. Show me how his tactics have been ineffective. Sun Tzu was a Chinese uh, military general of ancient days who wrote profoundly on the tactics of war. And in his book, I want to cite right now a few quotes and then apply them to what Donald Trump has been doing. The first quote is this. Sun Tzu said, it is more important to outthink your enemy than to out." fight him. Hmm. Very profound. Has that happened? How has Donald Trump outthought the enemy? Well, I would ask, how has he survived? Because he has to understand what they are doing, how they are going to attack him, and what he can do to counterattack, to uh, thwart the arrows that are being fired at him constantly. And it seems that he has done that. Another quote from Sun Tzu, in the midst of chaos, there is also opportunity. Now that I find to be very encouraging because as I look at everything that is transpiring in our country right now, I mean, just if you listened to any part, especially the first half of the second uh, primary RNC debate, I mean, it was chaos. It was utter cacophony. It was just 
It was all blah, just a jumble of bickering people talking over each other, nobody respecting each other. It was just pure chaos. And I was very happy that Donald Trump again decided not to participate in that fiasco. It was simply a circus, okay? It was ridiculous. It was beneath Donald Trump, in my opinion. The supreme art of war is to subdue the enemy without fighting. Now, that's real good wisdom if you can defeat the enemy without ever firing a shot, so to speak, then people are not going to die. And that's always a good thing. Sun Tzu also said that victory comes from finding opportunities in problems. I like that. Victory comes from finding opportunities in problems. Now, if you sit down and write a list of all the problems that we are facing in America right now, you could say, it's over. That's it. We're done for. America is, is finished. I am so sorry. It's been great, but it is over. Or you could say, whoa, lots of problems here. Let's find some opportunities as a result of these problems. I really like that kind of thinking. And I think Sun Tzu was right on in his thinking here. He also wrote, victory is reserved for those who are willing to pay its price. Now, that is just basic. We have seen wars fought that were won that should have been lost. But because a people had a determination to fight with everything they had, they were willing to pay the price, they won the war. That's exactly what happened in the colonial days of the United States of America when we fought off the British, who was such a powerful force. They won because of sheer determination. They were outgunned, outmanned, outtrained, outfinanced. In every respect, we should have lost the war. And if you've ever read the, that great book on uh, George Washington's bibliography, it, it just shows you, oh my goodness, we should not have been a free nation, but we thrived. We came through it because of sheer determination. And of course, because we felt that God supported us because we honored God. So Sun Tzu has some really good things to say. Victory is reserved for those who are willing to pay its price. So I ask myself and I ask you, are you willing to pay the price? Some of us have already paid quite a price and we are willing to pay an awful lot more. And if you are willing to give your life for your country and your fellow man, we cannot lose. But remember, we must honor God. Always honor God. Another great quote from Sun Tzu is that the opportunity of defeating the enemy is provided by the enemy himself. Now, we are seeing examples of this happening all over the place. Every time they want to attack Trump by ridiculing him, accusing him of things like uh, collusion with the Russians, look at, at how those have backfired against the left, against Barack Obama and his spies. 
no matter what the FBI and CIA seem to be doing, it's coming back on their heads. And if God is for us, then who can be against us? The FBI will be thwarted in all of their attempts to push their evil agenda. They will not succeed. And this is why I pray so hard. We have to pray hard because when God is on our side, we will see that the enemy will actually give us opportunities to defeat the enemy. And they are doing that in really big ways. And we see that in, in the midst of chaos. Look at that debate that we just saw a few days ago. There was lots of opportunity there for what? Well, Maybe the opportunity was to realize that these people are not to be our leaders. They are just not capable of getting us through this time. And I think it's because their hearts are not in the right place. It's readily obvious for some of the people, but even for someone like Ron DeSantis, I just, there's something lacking in his spirit that I just don't like. Something selfish, something self-seeking. And I, it, it's very hard to describe that, but we have to accept the fact that out of chaos, whatever the chaos may be, something good can come from it. <clears throat> there are opportunities. And so um, I like thinking about that, but um, another great um, wording that we have heard repeated in all forms of warfare, I was taught this in my own training in the military, and that is the element of surprise. Sun Tzu said, attack him where he is unprepared. Appear where you are not expected. So the element of surprise is very important. And a lot of people feel that Donald Trump's big weakness is that he seems to have no element of surprise because he blurts out his thoughts, seemingly his every thought, without any filters whatsoever. And if that is the case, then I ask this, why is it that he is catching his enemy off guard? I mean, isn't the enemy right now just scratching their head thinking, why have we not taken this guy down yet with everything we've thrown at him? All the impeachments, indictments, accusations, false allegations of every kind attacking him personally, his business, his family. Um, everything about this guy has been attacked and he has come clean. He has survived it all. Well, that's pretty exciting. And that creates to me an element of surprise because we would have expected just the opposite. So what seems to be Trump's weakness seems actually to be coming out as a strength. And that itself is an element of surprise. Are you at all surprised that Trump is still standing right now? I am. If it was me, I think I'd have been crushed long ago. Is the enemy surprised that at their foe? Yeah, they are. Donald Trump is the nemesis of the deep state corruption that we are fighting against. They don't know how to take him down, which always leads me back to thinking that somehow God is at work behind the curtains. But the element of surprise just means that you have to show the enemy, give them an experience that they are not expecting. And that is happening right now. It throws them off in a really huge way. 
and they are getting ever more desperate. And a desperate enemy will do desperate, foolish things. They will act irrationally. And the more they do it, the more they expose themselves. So is the enemy surprised at this foe? I would say absolutely. All the spying, all the false accusations, the conspiracies, like the Russia collusion hoax, the impeachments, the indictments. You know, many people believe it's just a matter of time before Trump is neutralized. And even assassination is on the table, right? You've heard of people like Tucker Carlson talking about it, but it hasn't happened. And the enemy is very, very surprised. I love it. The ultimate surprise, I believe, is going to come from God. I really do. From a lot of prayer, or it'll come from God from not praying, and it could go either way, or it will come from a national repentance from what we have tolerated of evil or, um, or not. And if we don't repent, then yes, absolutely our fate is sealed. I think the ultimate surprise is going to come from a knowledge that God's will ultimately shall be done on earth. Just as we were taught, remember how to pray by Jesus himself in what is often misnamed the Lord's Prayer. It was not the Lord's Prayer. It was the model prayer in Matthew 6. You can read it. But in that model prayer, when Jesus' disciples said, Lord, teach us how to pray, he started out, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth. Now, that will is going to ultimately be done on earth. We are told that in no uncertain terms, that the Lord will have his way on earth. And I think we should pray for that. And we should be instruments of that because it's always good to be on the side of God because that's when we thrive and prosper and live in peace. And so the ultimate surprise is going to come from God, but it's going to be based on our action, our reaction to what is going on right now. I am really excited about that. So um, we've got a lot happening, but many people on all sides that have criticized Donald Trump, they really doubt whether or not he is going to make it. And I understand that. And, and let's face it, he is not a perfect human being. He is very flawed, just like you and I are very flawed people. But be before we accuse Donald Trump of not understanding the art of war in the fight of America, we need to think really hard about it all. And don't forget what he has already done to save America. I mean, imagine if Hillary Clinton had become president in 2016, where we would be right now. And when you think deeply about these things, I'm hoping it gives you hope in where we're headed right now as we approach America's semi-sesquicentennial on July 4th, 2026, the saga is still unfolding. It's coming at us very quickly. But Trump is somehow active in fighting this war. And I would say that his tactics are very, very good. Trump seems to be in a position of weakness. Everybody thought he was going to get splattered against the wall. Another quote from Sun Tzu is that if you are strong, then appear weak. But if you are weak, 
appears strong. So let me ask you, is Trump strong or weak? How does he appear? It's hard to say. But think about how this actually affects our own thinking. Does Biden, by the way, ever appear strong or does he appear weak? Isn't he just an old demented codger who can't even put together one sentence? When the left claims Biden did this or that, you know, we might subconsciously think, oh, come on, what harm can this guy really do? Look at him. He can barely walk. He can't talk. He has to be led by the hand. He's got to have his mic shut off because he might say something really stupid or really revealing. Like, hey, we've even devised a better plan to defraud you in the next election. And you know, he would do that. Biden would do that. Biden is just a demented puppet, but he's a very dangerous one. And he did sell us out. He is now used, um, you know, he's being used to shred America by the chief puppeteer. And I, I think that could very well be Barack Obama, but he will never be investigated under this corrupt dynasty. And that's what makes the enemy appear weak when maybe they're strong, a lot stronger than we think. But Obama will never be investigated, neither will his corrupt dynasty. Um, can you just imagine what hap would happen if they raided Obama's mansion in Calorama, D.C., his primary home, or on his beachfront property, his mansion in Martha's Vineyard? You know, I think that we would know a whole lot more things about it. So is Trump strong or is he weak? It's not an easy question to answer because sometimes he seems like, oh, he's he's doing himself. And, you know, Trump trips over himself. Well, I don't think so, really. I think what Trump is doing is using tactics that we just are not used to seeing in politics and in war. And we are at war. So Trump seems to be at the mercy of a totally corrupt establishment, a weaponized government, moguls who own the media, the banks, the politicians, the hospitals. You know, none of this conveys strength in Donald Trump. And yet look at how he continues to score victory after victory. So just... What is Trump's art of war? And can we discern it? Well, I actually think we can. What are some of his principles? Well, Donald Trump is about we the people. Some say he's a populist. Oh, you know, be careful for the semantics of words. A populist just means that he is, he is um, wanting to yield to the people's will, to let the people have their way. And isn't that what our government is all about? Donald Trump is very much a loyalist, however, to the Constitution, and he will not bow or bend to those who oppose the Constitution. Look at how many times Donald Trump has appealed to God for mercy, for strength, and for wisdom. He's done more for Christianity than any other president before him, and most people do not realize that, and especially the Christians do not realize that. Another real key to Trump's art of war. And it shows us how sincere he is. He is fully pro-Second Amendment, right? He just purchased his Trump 45, 45 caliber. It makes a statement. This is Donald Trump's art of war in play. 
This states a great deal about the man's integrity and his knowledge of what the government would do to us if they ever disarm us. We must never allow it. Well, Donald Trump actually has applied the principles of war spelled out in Sun Tzu's work, hasn't he? He has outthought the enemy very, very successfully, and he's come out ahead. He has taken opportunity after opportunity, made opportunities in the midst of all this chaos, all of these attacks against him. Do you think Donald Trump can subdue this enemy? Can he quash this enemy without fighting an actual kinetic war? Well, I would say that if anybody can do it, Donald Trump can. He has been a peacemaker. He has already proved that he can crush the enemy with his doctrine of foreign policy, the Trump doctrine. And to quote, to quote another Sun Tzu principle, the principle of being willing to pay the price, Donald Trump has thrown it all in. He has given everything. He has put everything on the line for his country. I admire that in this man. Yes. If you were to ask, well, is Trump really willing to pay the price? You know, they say there's never a stupid question. Well, that's about as close as you can get. Because Donald Trump has shown us that he is very willing to pay the price. He is not seeking his own comfort. He could be relaxing on a yacht somewhere, just bathing away his life, enjoying every luxury. And what does he do instead? Yeah, he's willing to pay the price. Does he seem to have the ability to outthink, outsmart, outmaneuver the enemies of our country? That's a resounding yes, he does. Look at the threats that lie ahead of us right now. Donald Trump has already demonstrated his capabilities in every way to overthrow the enemy. Whether it's the wall securing the border, look at what he did. He would have finished the wall had our government allowed him to do that, but they thwarted him. But yet, look at how much he got up. When it comes to law and order, Donald Trump has empowered the police, the righteous people that keep law and order in our country. He has a willingness now to purge the Department of Justice of Soros-sponsored judges who promote evil and lawlessness. My opinion is that if you love your country, you will support the man who has put everything on the line for America. It is now a time to unite in a way that we never have before. And as we unite, if we do so without compromise, just like this radio show is titled Unity Without Compromise, then we are going to have a breakthrough. We can actually show the world how our unity is a strength. Not diversity, but unity. We as Americans 
whoever you are, whatever your skin color, whatever your race, whatever your origins, if you come together, if we join hands as Americans and refuse to compromise the principles that made America great in the first place, well, first of all, I hate to say it, and no, I don't hate to say it, but you are an America first patriot, and I commend you for it. Please do not compromise that for a second. Don't ever give it up. As we unite, let us also join in pursuing the art of peace. And if that means taking down the enemy through the art of war, let's be wise as sheep, harmless as doves, and get the job done. You've been listening to Unity Without Compromises. And Dr. Steve Matulip, have a great week and get out there and do your stuff. Spread the word. Until next week, adieu.